And we welcome you to the NovaCare Complex. It's Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity. Dave Spadaro joined by Chris McPherson. And we've got Eagles football back for the 2015 season training camp officially underway. The Eagles obviously making some news already. Chris, it's never boring around the NovaCare Complex. No, this is already arguably the most eagerly anticipated training camp in recent history with all the moves made this offseason. And then on the EVA training camp, the Eagles send cornerback Brandon Boykin the nickel corner for the past three seasons to the Pittsburgh Steelers for a conditional draft pick in 2016. The big question now is, what does that mean? Obviously, long term, a great value add for the Eagles. But in the short term, who will take over Boykin's role? It's one of the many storylines that we're talking about Chip Kelly getting his crew together, 89 players in all. They all passed the conditioning test, and we're on the field on Sunday, so let's send you out to the field. It's our 360 update with Alex Smith. Pack your bags, we're going camping. Hi everyone, Alex Smith here with your 360 update presented by Sports Authority. It's a beautiful day here in South Philadelphia as the Eagles reported for their first training session of 2015 training camp. It was head coach Chip Kelly kicking things off today with his pre-practice press conference. Chip Kelly was asked early and often about last night's trade of Brandon Boykin to the Pittsburgh Steelers for a conditional fifth round pick. And Kelly responded to those questions by praising the depth that the Eagles have at cornerback. I went talking to him last night, I think he was stunned. Um, he was disappointed. I think he really liked it here, uh, very close with his teammates. Um, I, and I told him I, I thought the timing itself wasn't a real good time, but uh, they actively pursued him. They tried to, they wanted to trade for him at the uh, draft, and we turned it down. And they had called last week and turned it down again. And then when we sat down with Corey and Billy and Ed as a group and you know, looked at the offer that they made for us and kind of really, it more speaks to what our depth was. Um, at the position, um, we felt like it was a move to make. So, The other big topic heading into this 2015 training camp for the Eagles is the health of quarterback Sam Bradford. And Kelly spoke today about Bradford having no limitations on that left knee, saying that his quarterback feels comfortable heading into camp. He's full go, 100%. You know, when you talk to him, he had a great offseason. Uh, I think from when we left on June 18th to now, he feels really confident. You know, he's not going to play with a brace. Not going to be, at least out in, the, in the, our training sessions out here, he feels comfortable without it. He's ready to go. So, Once practice came to a close, Bradford himself spoke about trusting his left knee, playing without a brace, and praising the work that he put in with the Eagles training staff during the last six weeks. Yeah, it was kind of a collective idea. Um, but yeah, I just felt like I got to the point where I didn't need it. I was doing a lot of things without the brace, and I felt fine. You know, I felt like... Sometimes during OTAs, the brace restricted me a little bit. And so, you know, the doctors, I talked to them yesterday and they were cool with it. So we're going to go with that one. It was interesting to note today that it was rookie cornerback Ja'Cory Shepard who got the first team reps at Nickelback, previously held by Brandon Boykin. And after practice, it was veteran Malcolm Jenkins praising the work that he saw on the field from Shepard. Shepard today, you know, last night he figured out he'll be with the ones as, as a nickel today. Um, and he stepped in today and didn't miss a beat. And I think they're hungry to get their opportunity as well and show what they got. So it's going to be a lot of competition. We got EJ Biggers, Jalen Watkins playing the nickel. 
Um, myself and, and Walter Thurman can drop down at the nickel at any time. So we got a lot of depth and a lot of talent, and uh, you know we're, we're looking forward to what we're going to do as a secondary. Sticking on the defensive side of the ball, it was veteran linebacker D'Amico Ryans talking about his opportunity to get back on the field and playing alongside the newly acquired Kiko Alonso. Uh, it was good. You know, it's saying we, if I'm in there with Kiko, Michael, whoever, we, we do a good job, I think, of just helping each other, communicating, helping each other, no matter who's in there. And finally, a couple of depth chart notes from this afternoon's practice. It was Alan Barbary and Matt Tobin who got first team reps at the guard position. Meanwhile, outside at wide receiver, it was Riley Cooper and Josh Huff with Jordan Matthews playing in the middle. Switching over to the defensive side of the ball, Walter Thurman lined up and took first team reps opposite of Malcolm Jenkins. And as previously mentioned, it was Ja'Cory Shepard getting first team reps at the nickel. And for continuing coverage of Eagles training camp, be sure to keep it right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Well, thank you very much, Alex. I guess it's not too early, Chris, to take a look ahead at the regular season. By my calculations, just 44 days from now until the opener in Atlanta against the Falcons Monday Night Football. And you had a chance to go behind enemy lines to find out about those newfangled Atlanta Falcons. Yes, where I catch it with D. Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution after this break here on Inside Training Camp, presented by Xfinity. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. Regional rail. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Broad Street Line. To my parkway. Market Frankfurt Line. All night. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time, we can't be there. Please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. With extra 20 checking from Santander, you can get paid $20 a month. Just direct deposit $1,500 or more and pay two bills a month with the online bill pay feature. Then you can get paid $20 a month. That's just the way it works. So what are you waiting for? The first game of the 2015 regular season is against the Atlanta Falcons, so it's only fitting that we kick off our Behind Enemy Line series by looking at that opponent. And to do so, we bring in the man who covers the Falcons better than anyone, and that's D. Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. D. Led, let's start off with this. Was it a blessing in disguise that the Falcons did not win the NFC South last season, which went to the Carolina Panthers with just a 7-8-1 and one record? Oh, yeah, no question about it. They were clearly a team that needed to draft higher. Uh, the positions would have uh, changed, it, changed drastically if they had, had uh, pulled out that division crown, and uh, they clearly need some help to build some more depth, and uh, they could go ahead and get started with their rebuilding project. So that, I mean... You never like to say you want to lose a game, but uh, uh, it may have benefited the franchise in the long term. 
D-led Dan Quinn takes over as a head coach for the winningest coach in Falcons history in Mike Smith. Now, Dan Quinn had a lot of success as a defensive coordinator in Seattle, but he certainly doesn't have those same pieces now in Atlanta. What has he done to try to transform that Falcons defense in the image of what he had in Seattle? Well, they went out and made a lot of uh, below-the-radar moves and picking up linebackers Brooke Reed, Justin Durant, and O'Brien Schofield. Uh, they've also picked up guys like uh, Adrian Claiborne, who were on the you know scrap heap over there, been hurt a couple of years and haven't been able to sustain a high level of play. Uh, so you know you got guys like that. They come in, um, you draft a Vic Beasley, and then uh, you move some guys around. They certainly move a lot of people around in the secondary, trying to find the right combination for this defensive scheme. So uh, he's trying to. Uh, uh, about every uh, you know move in the book, from guys off the street to guys who were reserved elsewhere to a uh, high draft pick to try to breathe some life into the league's worst defense. D-Led, you mentioned that it was the league's worst defense. It was also the worst defense in terms of the pass. Obviously, Seattle is known or is known for the Legion of Boom. Can Dan Quinn have the same success with this Atlanta defense if he doesn't have that strong play on the backside of the defense? Yeah, I think they've got a um, they've got a major project going on over there on that side of the ball with uh, Ricardo Allen, a fifth round pick out of Purdue, who is a ball hawking corner in the Big Ten and, and tackled a lot. They're converting him to free safety now. Um, uh, you know, if that works out, then you got a you got a guy back there to go along with William Moore. Uh, you have. Uh, Desmond Trufant at corner, and then you got to try to find out what do you have in Jalen Collins and Robert Alford at the other corner, maybe the others the nickel. So uh, there is some talent back there, but uh, they look to be a short, um, shorter safety, and they're trying to make one. You know, in Seattle they had a lot of success with uh, late draft round picks like Cam Chancellor. He was a fifth. Uh, Maxwell, I believe, was a fourth. Uh, you know, the whole string of guys that they uh, – uh, you know, even Brandon Browner, who they went to Canada to get. So uh, they know what they're looking for, and they're searching for guys to come in and fit that, uh, fit the mold. D-Led, on the offensive side of the football, Dan Quinn has some beautiful pieces to work with. Matt Ryan at quarterback, Julio Jones or Roddy White at the wide receiver positions. You bring in a new offensive coordinator in Kyle Shanahan, certainly familiar with the NFC East. What is Shanahan doing to maximize the talent of Ryan's and those wide receivers, but at the same time trying to keep things status quo since they have had so much success on offense? Yeah, they, they're trying to get this outside, outside zone running scheme moving. Uh, you know, the Falcons haven't ran the ball well over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, the Steven Jackson experiment just didn't work out. So uh, they're trying to get the zone blocking scheme going. They have a couple kids back there, Devontae Freeman, a second-year guy, and a rookie, Tevin Coleman from Indiana, uh, that they're trying to plug in there and see if they can uh, balance out the offense for Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Who do you think will be the leading rusher for the Falcons? Obviously, it's you know early on in training camp, we still have the preseason, and you know some time to look forward to before the start of the regular season here at D-Lab, but who do you think will be the feature runner in this offense? I think over the season it'll be Coleman. I think Freeman will start out back there, but uh, they're going to bring the rookie along and put him on the fast track. I think, uh, you know, over the long call, that's your running back. 
D. Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Thank you very much for taking us behind enemy lines here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. However you do sports, however you do fun, however you do summer, do it at Sports Authority. Shop thousands of great deals this summer. Sports Authority. Huh, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Yeah, everybody knows that. Well, did you know that playing cards with Kenny Rogers gets old pretty fast? You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. What? You get it. No I get the gist, yeah. yeah. Okay. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. At Lincoln Financial, we believe you're the boss of your life. The chief life officer. On the road. In charge of creating memories, planning futures, and keeping promises. Ask your financial advisor how Lincoln Financial can help you take charge of your future. Life, income, retirement, group benefits, and advice. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. We welcome you back. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro joined by Ross Tucker, the host of Inside Training Camp Football 101. Of course, Sirius Satellite Radio. And let's not forget the Ross Tucker <laughs> football podcast. You've been talking about this football team all offseason. I'd like you to take us through your thoughts on the move starting March 10th, really before that when LaShawn McCoy's trade was announced, to this point, how you felt about the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it was as entertaining for me as anybody. You know, I work in the media now, so for me, I love Chip Kelly. You know, keep making these big moves. Fascinating to think that that offense they had a couple years ago with Foles and Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin and LaShawn McCoy. I know Macklin was hurt that year, but it's just hard to believe that those guys are all gone because two years ago, I think most Eagles fans felt pretty good about the core group they had. Now they're all gone. Uh, but I think if you look at each one individually, I think they felt like Bradford, a little bit of an upgrade from Nick Foles, clearly, as long as Bradford stays healthy. We've talked about that a million different times. At running back, I think he likes the idea of DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews for about the same money that they were paying Shady McCoy. Plus, you still have Darren Sproles in the mix. Tight ends are the same. The concerns for me would be interior offensive line at both guard spots. They released Evan Mathis, and so they've got a bunch of young guys I thought struggled a year ago, really competing and battling for those two spots, but they got some experience under their belts. I think a lot of times offensive line coaches think now they got some starts, they'll improve a lot going in next year. And wide receivers, though, I'm not overly concerned about the wide receivers. I think with Jordan Matthews in year two, Riley Cooper, I think Aguilar. Aguilar is a guy that everybody loved coming out when they drafted him in the first round. I think the wide receivers will be okay. I think really the interior offensive line, maybe it's because I was, I don't know, an interior offensive lineman mm -hmm. is the issue that concerns me the most. Cutting Evan Mathis without replacing that talent was a little surprising. Everywhere else, lose Macklin, bring in Aguilar. Lose Shady, you bring in DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews. Lose Foles, bring in Bradford. Lose Mathis, bring in 
That's kind of the problem. And then the defense, of course, also has been overhauled. By my calculations, Ross, 44 days between today and September 14th when the Eagles play Monday Night Football in Atlanta. So take us inside the locker room. What has to happen from a camaraderie standpoint, a chemistry standpoint, to make all of these pieces melt together? I actually think that Chip's already handling a lot of that. I mean, that's why Evan Mathis isn't here. That's why LaShawn McCoy isn't here. It's why Deshaun Jackson isn't here. You know, Chip firmly believes, and there's definitely some truth to this, that if you get everybody going in the same direction, everybody's oars are going in the same direction, you've got the best opportunity to have success in the NFL. Hey, the team that won the Super Bowl last year, the New England Patriots, they were not the most talented team in the NFL. The Eagles still have talent. We talked earlier, they replaced most of the talent that they lost. But now they've got all guys that have totally bought in to what they're doing. I've been on teams with guys that didn't buy in. You can tell. It filters around. It's an issue. A lot of times in the NFL, there's a belief that you need to replace talent with talent and that you can't just go with culture. My opinion, the only issue that really is is the interior offensive line again. Everybody's like, oh, he's just culture over talent. Well, where are we talking culture over talent? We're really only talking about Evan Mathis at this point because he replaced the other positions with talent. We watched practice today. No need to overreact. Right. Uh, first day of practice, everybody's kind of getting the rust shaken loose. And uh, I want to talk about Sam Bradford and, and benchmarks that you might have for Bradford moving forward. First preseason game is 15 days away. The Falcons, six weeks away. So what do you want from Bradford kind of week over week when you look at him? I just want him to make it to the Atlanta game. In all sincerity, you know. Number of reps about- doesn't matter. Number of throws, preseason playing time. Not really. Not really. I mean, it, it's such a quarterback-friendly offense, Dave. I mean, we've seen everybody, you know, Vic and, and Foles and Sanchez. It seems like everybody, maybe with the exception of Matt Barkley when he played a little bit last year, but it seems like everybody does well on this offense. We know Sam's a smart guy. We know Sam has a good arm and he's accurate. I think that Chip will make sure he gets enough reps. If anything, Dave, it'd be more to me about the practice reps I wouldn't expose him that much in the preseason games. Make sure he's getting all the reps he needs mentally in these preseason practices. Try to keep him healthy in the preseason games. What do you see on the defense? Malcolm Jenkins, the only returning starter in the secondary. The Eagles investing heavily there. The trade that brings Kiko Alonso to Philadelphia. Clearly, the Eagles want to cut down that 72 passing plays of 20-plus yards from a year ago. There's no doubt about it. I think Byron Maxwell will help with that quite a bit. I don't think there's any question. I, I, you know, you and I were both here when the Seahawks played the Eagles last year, and I've talked to Jordan Matthews about this. Byron Maxwell did very well against Jordan Matthews, mm-hmm. and I think that's a big reason why the Eagles said, we got to get that guy. They need him to be a shutdown corner, and I think he's better than people think. I, I think sometimes people think, well, they got Richard Sherman, you know, he always had help. No, 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 no. There were plenty of times when Byron Maxwell was man-to-man. He's versatile. He can play inside. He can play outside. So he's going to be probably the biggest linchpin on the back end of that defense, along with the rookie, of course, and trying to make sure that they're better in that area. As we get through training camp, deeper into the summer, I will pin you down and find out if you think the Eagles are a playoff team, but we're not going to do that on day one. Well, let's put it this way. They're definitely in the mix, and as as I watch over the next couple weeks, I'll have a better, firmer answer. Ross Tucker, we thank you so much for joining us in studio here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. You can't find a great doctor just anywhere. Sure you can. Specialists? Yep. Primary care? You bet. Jefferson doctors? Take a look at this. 
Excellent doctors, lots of locations. Call 1-800-JEFF-NOW. Wow, that's a good number. 1-800-JEFF-NOW? It sure is. I meant a good number of doctors. I meant a good number four doctors. I've got a feeling this could go on for a while. No, it can't. You'll interrupt the announcer. Find a Jefferson doctor. Call 1-800-JEFF-NOW for an appointment. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time, we can't be there. Please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you NovaCare. The power of physical therapy. It's always great to hear from Ross Tucker. His Football 101 segment debuts tomorrow right here on Inside Training Camp presented by Xfinity. You know, it, we can talk about the cornerbacks, the offensive line, the running backs, but it all comes back to the quarterback position. Good to see Sam Bradford on the field today. Looked good from what we could see, and he's certainly the talk of the town. He certainly is the arm talent, no question. The big thing with him is how would the leg hold up? And it was very good to see him be full go for the first day of training camp. But this is a marathon. It's not just about today. The goal is 43 days from now, you want him ready for the Monday night opener against the Atlanta Falcons. So it would be very important to see how does he develop, how does he progress over the next couple days. Yeah, we'll see that every day. And we debut this segment. It's called Eagle in Focus. And of course, the quarterback position, specifically number seven, Sam Bradford. Bo Wolf has the eagle eye on him. Hello Eagles fans, I'm Bo Wolf, and welcome to Eagle in Focus, where we narrow our focus from everything that's going on in training camp to focus on one individual player. And we will start, where else, at quarterback with the man who Chip Kelly acquired shocking the NFL world on the first day of the new league year, March 10th. Chip Kelly and the Eagles sending Nick Foles, a 2016 second round pick, and more draft pick considerations to the St. Louis Rams in order to acquire the former number one overall pick in 2010, the NFL Rookie of the Year in 2010, a Heisman Trophy winner, Sam Bradford. And now we will find out whether Sam Bradford is the man to lead this Eagles offense and whether he can prove that he can stay healthy after suffering a torn ACL last summer. Back in March, Chip Kelly explained why it was that Bradford was the man for the Eagles. He's a big, strong, physical quarterback. He's over 6'4", he's 240 pounds, he's smart, he's intelligent, he's one of the most accurate throwers when you see him throw the football. I think he's smart, I think he's wired right. I think we had some inside information because Pat Shermer had the opportunity to coach the kid for a year. So he knows what he's like in the meeting room, he knows what he's like on a daily basis, he knows the consistency that comes with him, he understands his work ethic. Uh, he's an unbelievable competitor. 
you know, talk to the people that have been around and who was coaches in the, in the NFL, who was coaches in college. Kevin Wilson, who's now the head coach at Indiana, was his offensive coordinator. Talked to Kevin about him. I talked to Bob Stoops about him. I mean, the kid's wired right. He's a competitor. Well, as Chip Kelly is fond of saying, if Sam Bradford did not have those injury question marks, he simply would not have been available for the Eagles to acquire. And aside from those injury concerns, he has everything the Eagles want in a quarterback. He has the size, the mobility, the ability to get the ball out quickly, and he's got outstanding downfield accuracy and arm strength. So really the only question now for Bradford is to prove that he can stay healthy and that he can pick up this Eagles offense and be the man to lead this Eagles team in this outstanding offense to maybe a third straight season where they set a franchise record for points scored. For Eagle in Focus, I'm Bo Wolf. Thank you very much, Bo. So just to set things up for you, tomorrow practice closed again at the Novacare Complex. Tuesday, the first public practice in pads at Lincoln Financial Field. We expect to see all of you over across the street checking out the Eagles for the first time. And then on Wednesday, the players off. So we kind of heat things up after that and get a look ahead at the first preseason game and see where this team stands early in training camps. Quickly coming on the horizon. Yeah. Two weeks until the first preseason game. But again, Tuesday, that open practice, it's going to be something special to yeah. watch. Gates open at 10 a.m., so make sure that you're there. It's free family fun at Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah, we'll have a blast. And tomorrow we're back with Inside Training Camp. Presented by Xfinity, you'll hear from defensive coordinator Bill Davis, running back DeMarco Murray, and how about the leader of the defense, D'Amico Ryans, meeting with the media. All that and a whole lot more when we come back tomorrow with Inside Training Camp, presented by Xfinity. For Chris McPherson, I'm Dave Spadaro. We thank you for joining us today on Inside Training Camp. Have yourselves a great Eagles Day.